Are you feeling like what you read and hear on the news is politically biased? Do you feel like we are becoming divided and unstable as a nation and that Americans have forgotten just how good we have it? Are you tired of the lies, corruption and just want to know the truth? Join Ben Baker and the Army of Patriots as they fight to defend America in the first digital civil war. Welcome to the Ben Baker Show. Show everybody. I'm Ben Baker. I'm here with a special guest, uh, Ryan Hartwig. He's the former Facebook contractor and a whistleblower. Uh, he also is the author of a book, Behind the Mask of Facebook. Uh, Ryan, welcome to the show. It's good to have you. Really, ex- I was really excited that uh, you reached out to us because I have so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, thanks for having me, Ben. Absolutely. Um, so, can you kind of give the audience a, a brief introduction to your book? Uh, really excited to hear about it. Yeah, so uh, I, I've been working on this book since like August, roughly. Um, and just, you know, and we'll go into the, how I got to where I am, but we basically went public as a whistleblower last June, June of 2020. And then, you know, sh- shortly after that, I started working on the book. Um, so it's Behind the Mask of Facebook, a whistleblower's shocking story of big tech bias and censorship. And my co author is Kent Heck and, Li- Kent Heck and Lively. Um, but yeah, the book really, it's basically me like analyzing everything I saw for two years while working for Facebook. So I was just to give you an idea, I was deleting posts, uh, you know, stories, uh, videos on Instagram and Facebook for, for two years. So I really, it was, I really studied their policy in, in depth for two years. So that's, that's what the book is about. It's about all these exceptions that Facebook gave for their, um, yeah, for their policy. For and basically, I, I showed with more than forty examples that they really truly are biased against conservatives. It's not just Republican talking point, although it, I mean it, it's good political ammunition, but it's it's the truth. So. And that and that, and see that's that's where I think people get confused, right? Like you know they feel like they're and even on the far left they they feel like they're doing something like they're they're a part of something, but they don't understand that they're infringing on people's rights, right? Right. So yeah, so tell me about uh, the environment at Facebook. You know, is it do you feel like it's inherently biased to conservatives? And you know, like what's the vibe uh, with working with? I know you said you worked for a contractor company. Um, yeah, so I, I was working for Cognizant as a content moderator on behalf of Facebook. So Cognizant had a three-year, $200 million contract with Facebook. Um, the Yeah, the environment there, I mean, it's a little bit different because we weren't in San Francisco. So the culture uh, here, I was working in Phoenix, the culture is a little bit different. So, I mean, it was a fairly diverse group. When I first started, I was working with, I was one of two white guys. It was the, I was working in the Spanish queue, so... Uh, primarily Hispanics. And then I, I transferred about halfway through, I transferred to the North American side. So, I mean, yeah, pretty diverse workforce. Honestly, I, I, I mean, there, there were people on the policy team and I noticed that most of the people on the policy team at, at Cognizant uh, were more left-leaning. Um, but overall, like I had coworkers who were conservative. There were two guys uh, who I worked with that were military veterans and you see them in the Project Veritas video. So, fairly diverse at our level, but, you know, the people making the decisions that higher up, um, they were, you know, definitely more in a bubble in, in San Francisco and more left-leaning. So 
with that environment, you'd say that, you know, were they pretty aggressive with their, I guess, ideology? Um, did you, could, you, could you feel it in the sense of the material, the, on, you know, the onboarding uh, process of, you know, when you, when you guys started to work with Facebook? Um, so I, when I first got hired, it, I, obviously I didn't notice because it was, I was hired by Cognizant. They didn't really ask, well, they can't by law ask your, your political ideology. But um, once you're already an employee, as far as promotions, I did see, um, you know, in, in general, workplaces try to be, you know, diverse. And you know, here we are in June, you know, June, Pride Month. So obviously, I, I feel like in general, American companies try to, you know, they have to, they, they try to promote people who are, you know, diverse. Uh, like, with their let's gender make some and, money, right? Like, <laughs> so, let's call it what it is. It's, 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 they're, we're trying to appeal to as much of people as we can. And, yeah. you know, it, and they, it's with the media, of course, you know, you're going to get good positive media if you're leaning toward their kind of political left ideology. And so a lot of people kind of tend to go that direction just because they feel, you know, I'll get media attention, I'll get money, I'll, you know, yeah. those kind of things. And, and um, in the workplace, if you're a hiring manager and you, you know, you know, someone's LGBTQ and you don't promote them, then you the back of your mind, you're like, well, are they going to, you know, file a discrimination lawsuit against me or submit a complaint? So, I mean, that's always in the back of people's heads, too. That, and that again, that shouldn't even be there. Like you shouldn't even have to feel that way. You know, you should be able yeah. to, things should be based off of, you know, your, your, the quality of work that you're producing um, and not, you know, what your sexual preference is or your skin yeah. color or things like that. Right. Yeah. And there's um, plenty of capable individuals who, who, who happen to be LGBTQ and, and their merits and their performance, you know, they, they deserve promotions. And, absolutely. and I, I, I had many coworkers who were very capable, but the issue is, and, and this is, Something that happened, you know, three this three years ago actually, when I was working there during Pride Month, Facebook gave us rolled out a, a PowerPoint a training. Hey guys, want to let you know that's Pride Month. Look out for hate speech towards LGBT. I'm I'm fine with that. But then they said, hey, we're going to carve out an exception and allow attacks against straight white males. And so you, oh, you can kidding. say, yeah, so you can say straight straight white males are filth for not supporting LGBT. That's the one thing you can say. So it's like that's it just it's it's the whole that's the whole point of hate speech is you're supposed to protect people and right. it's the last time i checked straight white male was still a, a political uh, you know still a sexual identity it, it is you're absolutely right which is really confusing that that would be even something that they would say like it's it's yeah. going against their basic fundamental beliefs when it when it comes to that um and it does feel like there's a lot of uh you know anti-white um you know stuff going on in, in the world and uh yeah. and that's just that's it's that's just sad you know I, I being in the military myself you know i was able to you know work with a lot of um a lot of different people and multi you know it's a very multicultural environment in the navy um yeah. and so i can tell you firsthand that the navy you know america is not racist it is just not we have so many wonderful people um we all loved each other we all would have died for each other right yeah um but you know we talk about you know uh Facebook and you know th th there was a time um, when Greta Thunberg she was kind of a big deal right <laughs> um, you know she she seemed to that the press would call her the Joan of Arc and you know like she could do yeah. no wrong you couldn't criticize her or anything like that um, you talk about this in your book could you elaborate on that a little bit yeah there's a whole chapter about, about it in my book let me find the uh, the name of the chapter because it mentions the Joan of Arc thing yeah, uh, yeah. The, the title of chapters in chapter five is Greta Thunberg the press can call her Joan of Arc, but you cannot criticize her. Yeah. 
Yeah, ex- so. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she's kind of like the darling of the left. I mean, it's kind of interesting how she rose to prominence. And I think she started out just in, in Sweden at some local protests, environmental protests, and then maybe got some national attention there and then became global. But yeah, so people were, t- I think you remember a couple of years ago when she went to the UN, she gave that speech, you know, how yes. dare you? Yeah. <laughs> how dare you? Yeah, I remember. I remember all of it. It was very, it was very serious. (laughs) And then she was kind of glaring at um, Trump, you know, Trump walked by and, and then uh, Trump think tweeted, uh, she's a very happy child or something like that. Very happy person. Right, right. (laughs) Um, I mean, I I probably would have said the same thing. I mean, it's just like, you know, that was very deep, like for, for, for a child to go there, you know, Um, and it, and even I felt like there was this issue where people kind of just went along with what she was saying, you know, cause she was young and they exploited mm. it. You know, she was a child. Let's exploit this child and put her all over the place and stuff. And that, that was just my own kind of view that I felt like was going on, but you know, did, yeah. did Facebook have any uh, like policies or anything that, that, that suppressed negative stuff toward her? Yeah. So people were attacking her. They were calling her retarded and, and, you know, how, keeping in mind that she does have Asperger's that, that's, you know, you can maybe you can maybe interpret that as an attack on her autism but you know she's a public figure i mean regardless of whether it's her deciding it or her handlers she's she's a public figure she's out there in the public domain so any so facebook has a policy for treating dealing with minors who are public figures so you look at like jojo siwa that that dancer or uh maggie ziegler maddie ziegler other people or justin bieber 10 years ago (laughs) yeah um so they were public figures And, and so, yeah, Facebook does have a policy. So you can't say sexual things about public figures that are minors, but you can call them dumb. You can call Jojo Siwa dumb um, and things like that. So Facebook made an exception to their own policy and they said, we're not going to allow any instance of calling her retarded or retarded. And so they literally had their AI scour their platform and they fed all those jobs into our queue. So for a week solid, like pretty much practically everything I was reviewing was a, a post- attacking Greta and I had to delete it. So Facebook can prioritize what they delete and they made a, an exception to their global policy to, to give additional protections to Greta Thunberg. Yeah. Um, so let me, t- let me ask you, when you were reviewing a lot of this stuff, um, do you feel like there was an attack on our first amendment rights, you know, just being a patriot in general, you know, this seems like there's a lot of people that love our flag. Um, do you, can you speak up a little bit about that? Uh, is would how did they treat uh, people like that? Or very patriotic? Might, might even be Trump lovers, Trumpers, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, um, that's a good question. So I mean, yeah, uh, to start with, they have a we had a bullying slang list. So they gave us guidance on you know t- typical words we would come across, whether we should delete them or allow them. So calling someone, so I'm just going to name some attacks, and you just think about how you know what, how someone would use that attack. So. I can call someone a feminazi. I can call someone a Nazi, a Trump humper, or um, um, snowflake. So think about those four words. Right. So two of those are attacks on um, Trump supporters. So Trump humper, and then they like they like calling Nazis as well. Right. Now we, there's a part of the policy that protects people against negative character claims. If I call Ben a, a douchebag, or you know, if I call right. someone a, a bad name. Um, 
then that's that I can delete that on Facebook. Like if you see that on Facebook, you can report it and it gets taken down. But Facebook made an exception. And they said, you know, Trump, Hopper and Nazi, we're going to allow that. Even if Ben reports that himself, we're going to leave that up no matter what. Absolutely no way to get it taken down. But if you call Ben a feminazi or a snowflake, uh-oh, uh-oh, that's, that's, that's bad. We're going right. to, we're going to delete that. So it's just a double standard. Um, so as far as free speech rights, I was looking for um, this quote from a coworker. Yeah. So I was having this discussion and this is in the appendix where I had these informal conversations with my coworkers that I recorded. So we were talking about that, the free speech rights. And he said, we're not, as content moderator, she said, we're not infringing on your first amendment rights because you're on Facebook. You don't, you don't have first amendment rights. You have Facebook speech rights. <laughs> wow. Like literally said, you don't have first, first amendment rights on Facebook. You have Facebook speech rights. <laughs> I mean, so, that is that right there is just, that's against our, our, our bill of rights. That's against the first amendment right there. Like, yeah. wow, that's, that's incredible that they would even say that I'm stunned right now. Jeez. And that's, oh. that's the problem is people always say, Oh, they're a private company. I, I hate that argument. Cause there's like, okay, so, so if you're a private company, you can do whatever the F you freak you want. Right. So Pretty if much. you're an oil company, you can just dump your oil in the, in the sea. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like you're, you're a private company, so you can do whatever you want. You don't need to have any type of regulation. There's there, I can't remember the law, but there's a law that's protecting them from a lot of this stuff, you know, from being sued for this kind of stuff. And it's like, yeah. it's ridiculous. They're as big as a government. Right. So yeah. they have the way, the ability to sway people's opinion nationally, globally, really. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when you get that big, you know, there, there's a reason why in the past we've, you know, the, as the government has, you know, intervened and, and broken up companies, um, it's, it's, to, it's to stop that kind of stuff. Right. I mean, there's, they're almost like, and really bigger than some countries. Facebook is bigger than some countries out there. They have more sway. Um, yeah. and so it's, 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 it's very, it's a very serious issue. And, you know, again, I really appreciate you being here and being able to talk to everybody about this stuff. Um, I was thinking, uh, the other day, uh, Facebook's treatment of, um, Antifa and, yeah. uh, you know, police officers and drug cartels and stuff. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah. So Antifa, obviously we know that I mean, despite what the media would want me to believe, they, they are organized and they plan protests. I think they don't have a hierarchy or leadership on purpose um, to avoid, you know, targeting by law enforcement. But uh, we had a instructions back in, I believe, 2018. I have a post uh, screenshot that I filmed that says, you know, at that time, they're organized a bunch of good, there were a bunch of nationwide protests. And the post from Facebook said, giving us instructions was basically saying, there are unconfirmed links between these protests and Antifa. And it, it's like these major protests in nine cities simultaneously, like someone has to organize that. And so yeah. the Facebook specifically said Antifa is not a hate organization. So at the same time Proud Boys is, but Antifa is not like, how can you not treat them the same? I mean, they both cause, I mean, let's be honest, like proud. Okay. Proud Boys. And we can have a different, another discussion about that, but yeah. Do they, they go to show up? Do, do, do fights happen between the two? Yeah. Um, so they should be both be held accountable for if they do cause problems. Yeah. Um, One of the things I saw, like when I, cause I read a part of your book um, and it was, it was basically saying that, you know, as long as Facebook classified it as um, you know, they were out there protesting 
yeah. then that is okay, right? So if they classified as protests, they could it would basically allow more of this you know crazy rampant you know Antifa stuff to kind of go on and and and, and organize and stuff because they're just protesting, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's how um, they classify it and. And once they classify Proud Boys or Gavin McInnes as a dangerous org, dude, like that, that's insane. So in this policy, you, you have, you know, you literally have terrorist organizations. Like we would delete posts from Al Qaeda, from all that in the Middle East. And, you know, being in the Navy, um, how, you know, serious those groups are. Yeah. And huge. yeah, so they're a threat. So it makes sense to put them on this list. But in that same policy, you have terrorists, you have, um, he, um, you know, racist groups, but you also have on that same list, like Gavin McInnes, the founder of Proud Boys. Now, what this means is I can say, I can now say about Proud Boys or, or any leader of the Proud Boys or uh, Gavin McInnes, I can literally call for his death and, and Facebook gave an exception to allow that. So I, I can literally say, uh, I, we should kill Gavin McInnes stays up all day. Wow. I can't so. believe that. Well, I mean, and we see that right with Twitter and stuff. Um, Tim Scott, you know, they were calling him Uncle Tim and, and just blasting him. Um, and, and, and Tim is just an amazing man. And for him to be attacked like that, you know, and it, it was just it's just ridiculous. And they leave it up right for hours. Yeah. And, and, and by the time they do ever, you know, intervene or take those things down, um, the damage is done. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, we, and I think we saw some of that with um, the guy in, in Minnesota, the kid. I uh, forget his name. Uh, gosh. It's tip of my tongue. Uh, Kyle, uh, <laughs> the the kid, the seventeen year old who or eighteen year old who shot two people. Yeah, yeah, and, I, I can't, I, I can't remember his name, but I'll get, I'll remember in a second. I think I should, be, I should remember that. But uh, anyways, he, I, my theory is that he he was categorized as a mass murderer per in that same policy under, of dangerous individuals and organizations. Uh, so kind of in the same category as a terror, as a terrorist. And that's why all the, the fundraisers, uh, Rittenhouse, Kyle Rittenhouse. So that's what, that's my theory is why all this fundraiser got shut down. But yeah, Antifa police, uh, as far as the police angle. So Facebook had a policy where, you know, in general, if I post a photo of you, Ben, like in your military uniform, right. As a soldier. And I say that that soldier is a pig, right? Well, it has your face there. Technically you're still a private individual, um, you're not public. So I, I should be, if anybody reports that I can take it down. Now, Facebook did something where they changed that, but just for cops. So if, if I'm walking down the street and I see a cop doing an arrest, I take a picture of him, that effing cop is a pig, right? right. Um, it's comparison to an animal. So Facebook said, well, because of how the term is used in the North American market, we're making an exception and that is no longer a violation. So you essentially put flames on that fire of, of those attacks on cops, putting their lives at risk, create fomenting more hate. So they love to talk about, talk about how much, how they protect the world from hate speech. Right. And there goes my light again. I'm going to have to figure that out. <laughs> so, so tell me about how, you know, Facebook prevents public relation disasters and kind of shields accounts from deletion. Yeah. So um, I ran across this kind of happenstance and I wish I could have done some more digging on it. And um but but yeah, I found some some shields that they they shield certain accounts. So you know, accounts can be verified. We know that, like the blue check marks and all that. But there's also something called a shield, and there's some other shields. So the information that so there's different kinds of um, so it's called fire brigade. So there's something called fire brigade where you can imagine if you're a business owner and if you're Facebook and you want it, you have 
you know, good customers who are paying a lot of money in marketing and whatnot, you don't want to accidentally delete their account or have their account right taken down. It costs you a bunch of money. <laughs> yeah. So there's different tags. So there's like a high pry IPX check. There's a mid pry. Uh, there's a media ops high pry protection level. You mentioned you do media and marketing. Right. So yeah. um, media ops high pry protection. So you wouldn't, wouldn't want to accidentally delete, you know, the Navy's like a public <laughs> oh, <laughs> Facebook yeah. page or something. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, so the, this the policy. But you says, can delete Donald Trump though. You can delete him, the president. <laughs> yeah, you can States. take the whole. Th- yeah, you take him off the platform. Right. He remember, he obviously missed that tag a little bit. <laughs> yeah, they they took down he took off his tag. Yeah, the uh, the most known well known person in the in the world. Right. Yeah, most powerful seat in the world, really. Um, yeah. But yeah, you can shield him. So um, you know, First Amendment. Nah, let's not worry about that. <laughs> it's just a bill of right. That's all. <laughs> don't worry we send it to our our independent oversight board oh and by the way our oversight board in their bylaws it's written that every everything is confidential so we don't know why how they came to that decision you just have to trust them they're independent yeah. though they're <laughs> like we should be able to go in there and get all that information i mean it, it does, that's just that's just crazy the fact that they do that it's like their own I, i'm telling you it feels like they're operating their own government and it's yeah it's no, I think wild. that's a good analogy. It's, like I literally, um, a quick side note. Um, well, well, yeah, I mean, the, the, they just did the oversight board just decided to keep Trump banned. I'm like, it's been five months since the election. I can understand maybe January 10th. Okay. The, you know, we want a peaceful transition. All right. Take them off for a couple of weeks. But now well, what's the risk? The only it. risk is political, right? Oh, it's absolutely political. Think about it. I think they banned it, banned it for like two years, right? So I think they might review it at some point. I don't know the time frame, but well, let's just say I, I'm pretty sure it's two years. I was when I was looking at it. That's 2022. Let's yeah. let's 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 limit his voice until after these other you know elections kind of go yeah. down and stuff. Um, that's exactly what it is. It's politically motivated. So you know yeah. they can they can try to say whatever they want to say and not and again not even tell us because they're operating like their own government. Um, but, you know, we know, the people know, people are smart, right? I, I yeah. feel like, you know, even the silent majority is starting to wake up. They're starting to see uh, a lot of this stuff going on and it's, they're starting to speak up, you know? Um, and that's the whole reason why I started this, this show is just, I'm just, I was just a guy, I did media and advertising for a living and stuff, but I got tired of seeing, uh, you know, all this, this rampant, um, you know, uh, corruption in, in, in yeah. our left, in our media, uh, in, in big tech, and even government. It's, mm-hmm. it's like, it's like, it's everywhere. Right. Yep. Um, and, and to be a conservative, to love your country, I'm a patriot. I believe in patriots. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for people to treat us this way, uh, you know, it's, it's, it just, it's, our forefathers are rolling in their graves. You know? Yeah. Um, no, I agree hundred percent. I mean, this, the protections where it's just a double standard where they can just pick and choose the winners and losers, uh, like this, that, this fire, this media protection thing. Let me just read this real quick. Yeah. Uh, so they said this content belongs to a user or page identified by media operations as a business partner and therefore cannot be actioned. If you believe this content violates policy, you can escalate to fire brigade for review. So yeah, it's, it's a way to protect people. So as uh, yeah. When it came to human resources in your book, I oh, believe yeah. there's a title that says human resources from hell, right? <laughs> um, which is hilarious. Uh, it makes me want to just go through that whole, <laughs> that whole chapter, but um, yeah. you know, punishment for exercising my first amendment rights. Tell me what happened, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> so it makes me, going down? 
What makes it even funnier is the HR person, Natasha Nice, who's who's mentioned there and who's filmed. She, I actually like, I I didn't really know her. Like she was, I kind of like I knew of I knew of her in high school. Like so random, right? Right. <laughs> but um, so I'm working for Cognizant. So we work with eight with Facebook, and we we use their their tools. Like we have the the browser that's like the, it's called SRT, and we that's where we review content. That's that's where we have our chats. So it's all through Facebook's tools. So January, 2020 or January, and I'm talking to my coworker and you got to understand, man, we have the craziest conversations. Like HR has got to be like pulling out their hair. Cause as it is, we already, we're already talking about nudity, pornography all day. Cause that's what we see on our screen. Hey, right. is that a, is that an erection or is that, you know, right. nudity? Is that, is that penetration? Like we literally talk about that with our coworkers. Right. Oh, I'm sure. So, yeah. That's crazy too. That's like, it's, it's yeah. pretty wild. So, but. so that's the, the environment. So I, I'm, we, and we have conversations about religion and like everything's we can talk about everything. Cause we see hate speech attacks on religion, the uh, really bad memes that are like attacks on the Boston marathon bombing, just horrible stuff. But um, anyway, so I share a link to a coworker to a few coworkers actually of a new uh, Los Angeles time or Los Angeles time article from 2015. And I'm on the cover of LA times holding a, a Charlie Hebdo cartoon and I'm outside of a mosque in Phoenix. So this was to give you context, this is four months after the Charlie Hebdo and right. like a month after these two guys from Phoenix tried to go to Texas to kill some people who were drawing Muhammad. So, cause that's, that's important. You got to, you know, protect your religion and kill people who draw your profit. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, um, so, um, and, and what I, so I want to, I want to make clear, I'm not talking about Muslims in general. I'm talking about radical Islamic extremists, right? Yeah. That's good. I'm glad you point that out. Um, and so you're so, punished. So I, sh- I share this link in, to my coworker. I literally just share the link. I said nothing about Muslim Muslims and he re- reports to HR goes up the food chain and I get called in out of the blue in late, late January. And I'm, I'm filming, happened to be filming that day when right. I get pulled in with Natasha and she's like, hey, what you shared was advocating for violence and discriminatory in nature. I'm like, so the LA Times is discriminatory? Because all I did was share the link to the LA Times. Right. And I'm holding a sign from guys who got slaughtered by radical Islamic extremists. So you tell me what's what's violent advocating for violence in that picture. <laughs> so yeah, I got in trouble. I got a corrective action. I didn't get fired at that point, but I was the contract was going to end like a month from then. So, but it did, you know, if I was to stand with Cognizant, it would have jeopardized my chances of transfer to another part of the company. Um, but yeah, that's how I got in trouble. Yeah. I'm <laughs> sorry that happened to you. Um, so I got to ask, you know, you, you, you came forward as a, as a, as a Facebook whistleblower. Um, you know, where, where did this moment of patriotism begin for you? I mean, how long did it take you to kind of come forward? I mean, you had been kind of fighting with yourself a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, that first year I worked there started, I started in March of 2018 with, with uh, doing that for Facebook. And so after about a year, like I know, like that in that first year that the pride month thing came up on my radar, I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird allowing attacks on, on certain genders. And then uh, I feel noticed a few things where they're kind of suppressing videos that would show, you know, create empathy for Trump. And so I, after a year, I'm like, huh, maybe I should start like writing these down and it's, it seems like a trend. And so I wrote down about 19 examples, wrote a letter to a couple of politicians, didn't really hear back, or maybe I was just impatient. And yeah. that's when I started, decided to reach out. So it was to reach out to project Veritas. Right. 
excuse me. So I think it was just, a, yeah, I think I just wanted the people, the public to know what was going on right. behind the scenes. I mean, this was 2018, 2019 leading up to the, the election. Right. And so I, I don't know, just, you know, you think, okay, well, I'm one content moderator, but there's a thousand of us there at the office. Right. And then we review what 200 posts a day. So you got hundreds of thousands of, of voices being suppressed on this platform. So that's really what prompted me to, to come forward. That's incredible. I mean, to actually be in the seat and see it happening. I mean, that's, I can only imagine. I mean, I probably would, I would have done the exact same. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, you know, I applaud you for, for doing that and coming out and helping, uh, you know, spread, you know, the truth, you know, you're getting the truth out about these organizations that literally think that they can just go, they're above the law and they can just do whatever they want. Yeah. Um, you know, that's not the case you guys you know we live in america we have rights and uh you know we 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 are entitled to those rights um so you know good work on you for doing that thank you um so but it took you about what a year to to come out about it and yeah i mean after a year i'd I'd kind of you know i i wasn't i wasn't there to out facebook i mean i was there to it was a good job i had good health benefits and uh you know i i just yeah yeah, tell me about that. I mean, was that kind of scary to think that, um, you know, that you could possibly lose your job and and, be- and benefits and, your, you know, for your family and all that? I mean, what, what was that like? Yeah, I mean, it was really good health insurance. I mean, Cognizant's a fortune in like 200 company. Um, they have like 200,000 employees, uh, a lot in the US, a lot in India. So yeah, we had really good health benefits. I wasn't making that much money, but, you know, I'd, my costs of living were pretty low uh, with my wife and, and um, now we have a child on the way. So and uh, it's interesting because with my, I just started a job like three months ago, um, but now I can't use that. You know, I haven't been there a year, so I can't use the parental leave thing. So right. it, yeah, it is nice to stay with one company. And and prior to that job, I'd, I'd kind of bounced around with a few jobs and this one, my wife really did like. So sure. something we talked about and, and uh, yeah, but it was pretty rough. Um, and so, and you no longer work for that company, correct? Correct. Yeah. So we, we all got laid off um, in February of 2020, February 28th, 2020. So the whole project ended, Cognizant ended the contract prematurely with Facebook. Uh, so it was supposed to go through the fall that year. They ended it early. And so, so yeah, I didn't, I didn't get, uh, I never got caught filming with hidden camera and didn't get fired, which right. would have, you know, from a PR perspective. How convenient though to get, to get laid off early though. Everybody got laid off. So it's yeah, just... yeah, it was, it was convenient and it helped because people, there's a lot of convenient open. things that happen on the left. I don't know if you noticed that there's a lot of convenience, you know, but a lot of timely things that happen. So uh, yeah. like the, uh, it, it's easy yeah. for us to, to, to think about that, you know, as, as conservatives or even independents, you know, I'm an independent myself and, you know, I lean yeah. conservative now because just because of the, the way things have been going, you know, I was a pretty devout Democrat, believe it or not. And Interesting. Uh, I switched over and, and I became more, as soon as I started seeing what was going on and becoming knowledgeable about it, that was the lack. It was the lack mm-hmm. of knowledge and education that, that I believe, believe me or not, made me a democrat as soon as i started becoming more knowledgeable about it i was like oh my gosh like look at all this crazy stuff that's going on mm-hmm. um and i noticed it just on my own i didn't have any i wasn't watching i wasn't into the q and stuff i didn't listen to you know it yeah. wasn't like a super trumper or anything like that you know i just i just happened to you know 
see everything and then media and the news and stuff. And I'm a strategist by heart. And so I see things and I kind of, mm-hmm. it's like, I can see into the future almost when it comes to this kind of stuff. And, yeah. um, and it freaks me out because I know kind of like where the direction of this country is going if we don't check these companies. Yeah. Right? Um, no, and I had coworkers like that too. Um, I, remember, I don't think I'll be able to find it right now, but yeah, I had a co- coworker who was very independent politically and we'd have a conversation. He, and he's like, same thing. He was just like, look, I love to analyze the news. And yeah. he was just talking about you know some of the bias that he saw. And yeah, so there, there's, yeah, there's, there's so much there in that book. Uh, definitely. Uh, yeah. Read the book guys. You can pre-order it. It's going to be out in August um behind the mask of facebook but yeah, yeah that and so many examples i mean it's it's pretty mind-blowing like yeah uh, no i mean i'm excited to check it out um you know thank you for that uh yeah. uh so do you have any advice for people that might be thinking of coming forward and you know being a whistleblower to these big tech and big media and even big government um agencies um what would you tell them yeah i mean i think the the price i mean and the risk for, for some people in the government is even higher because you know, I, I would have been at that job, what, a couple of years, but there's some government employees who've been there, what, 15 years, they're, they're waiting to get their pension. So that part of that, that risk, fr- that, the furniture, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There'll be uh, like a made, made man and get their, their take home cars. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I read a book recently about the secret service and how the uh, upper management is just very, very corrupt. But I mean, if but, people are struggling, do you feel like they should come forward or, I mean, yeah, no, I, no, the, the reward is much like the reward is worth it. I mean, the fact that you can have an influence on millions of people, like we just had another project Veritas whistleblower come forward from Facebook. This guy had, you know, it has two kids or a kid and a, one kid on the way. I mean, he sacrificed so much. It's hundred percent worth it. There are um, ways to receive whistleblower protections. If you're a government whistleblower, no, no for me, it was hundred percent worth it. I was able to, for the last, for six months after coming forward, I was able to speak to people internationally, like throughout the world about my experience. And even now I have legislators from different countries like Argentina, Brazil, reach out to me for, for opinions and advice. Um, the world is suffering. Like the world is suffering the censorship. It's not, a, not just a U.S. problem. Like it is right. worldwide. And that's, right. what, that's what's scary about Facebook is they have their tentacles everywhere. So yeah, if, if you're on the inside somewhere with, uh, you know, in big tech or anywhere else for that matter, you know, go public. We have, there's a lot of great journalists out there who are willing to publish your story. I really appreciate you coming on our show, Ryan. Um, I know it's, it's, it, you know, you had to go through a lot and it's, it, it was, it was very intense and, you know, I, I'm sure that, you know, you really stuck your neck out there for everybody so they could see what was going on. And, you know, that's, it's, it's people like that. It's patriots like that, that help, um, you know, spread our message that help expose the corruption in these major companies. Um, and, you know, and even in our government, and, you know, without you guys, uh, you know, we're going to be lost. The country will be lost. And we need you guys. We need you guys to speak up. You know, you can reach out to Project Veritas. You can reach out here at the Ben Baker Show. Um, you know, we'll be happy to have you on and, and just, you know, hear your voice. We know it's being suppressed. We're trying to help get that out. We want to publish our stuff all over the place um, and become multi-platform. You know, we've got a few platforms right now, but we are planning on growing it. Um, and, and, you know, we'll do everything we can on our, our end to help kind of push you guys forward and help you succeed as well. And so, um, again, Ryan, I really appreciate you um, coming on the show. Um, and, you know, for the audience, if you're, if you're interested in, in Ryan's book, and you want to check it out. We are going to put the link um, in the post on our Instagram page, um, as well as other places. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll make sure that we, we, we get the, that message out there um, and that 
people can hear um, what you had to say, Ryan. So thank again, thank you. Yeah, no, um, and thank you, Ben, for for also you know taking the time out of your your schedule. And I know you're you're not so so people know you're not some big influencer. You're just someone who cares about the truth and wants to get out get it out there. So um, I'm just a regular a guy. To, I'm just I'm just yeah. like everybody else. I, I literally started this show going. I don't know where where this is going to go. I don't know if it even matters. You know what I mean? I I, I you know I have a lot of people follow me. And they continue to follow me every day, um, and I think it's just because they're upset too. They see the stuff that's going on. They just want to vent. Um, and yeah. you know, I've I've, I've I've talked. I've spoken with hundreds of uh, patriots already. Um, and you know, and that's when that's the the whole thing, right? Is I want to I want to get those patriots words out there. But yeah. many are scared. They're afraid mm-hmm. to, to to come forward and um and, and how they'll be viewed. You know, a lot of these people have, you know, leftist um, family members and mm-hmm. friends and and stuff. And they know that as soon as they they come out, that they are potentially going to lose them because I, I don't know if you've seen this, but with the with the with the left, it, it's pretty radical where, um you know, when somebody goes against them, it's almost a cultist culty kind of feel where you know they just okay you're done boom block i've lost friends over this stuff yeah you know yeah it's that culture that's really really negative and so yeah we need more people like you to come forward and and myself and other whistleblowers to to come forward so i I keep going back to when i was younger you know and when i was it was like back in the early 80s um and i was just a boy but you know i had the strongest sense of patriotism ronald reagan was president um, it didn't feel like any of this stuff was going on. You know, everybody was kind of very patriotic and there, it was, it was, it was all about patriotism. Everybody loved it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we've lost that in our country and people are reaching out and they're trying to grab a hold of, uh, you know, something, right. Anything, if, whether it's yeah. ACAB or Antifa or black lives matter or something, they're just trying to grab a hold of something to be a part of some kind of change and cause. But I'm telling you guys out there, if you're confused and you're looking for something to get behind, you need to get behind patriotism. You know, you need yeah. to get behind our country because that is what the, the fabric of this nation was built upon. We are the last free place on this earth. And, yeah. you know, we need you. So, um, you know, the spirit of patriotism is alive and well. Um, we just need to wake up, show up and stand up. So thanks again to everybody. Ryan, thank you. Um, and I'm Ben Baker. This is the Ben Baker Show. We'll continue to put these videos out and uh, see what happens. Thank you, Ben. Thanks. Thanks.